0: From legendary locals, we all know, to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au Coming up, this week in State Parliament with Member for Ipswich, Jennifer Howard. It's been the final sitting week before the State election next month. And a very odd thing just happened to Ipswich City Council's website. It's Saturday, September 12, 2020, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. What is going on at Ipswich City Council and its website? Sometime between yesterday morning and today, the homepage menus have changed, making it substantially more difficult for occasional users to find the all-important council meetings and agendas. With these changes, even an experienced navigator of websites would have some difficulty in finding them. From today, it's an unnecessary multi-step process. To find the minutes and agendas, now you have to start with navigating from the about council tab, click it's your council, then know your council, council meetings and then minutes and agendas. That's at least five clicks before you can select a meeting agenda. Then obviously it's another click to open one. Previously meetings and agendas were available on a home page drop down menu. From memory it was about two or three clicks to get straight to what you wanted. This change makes absolutely no sense in the era of openness and transparency. Queensland Parliament sat for the final time before the state election on October 31 when we finally transitioned to four-year fixed terms in Queensland. For a look back at this week and this term of Parliament, I'm joined by the Member for Ipswich. Thank you for talking with Ipswich today, Jennifer Howard.
1: Thank you, Alan. Thank you for having me. I've
0: got to start off on some tough news, and that is the, the loss of 600 jobs at JBS Dinmore Meatworks. It's certainly a blow for our city do you think this is final or can something be done to save these jobs
1: yeah um you know uh, it is terrible news for this community Uh, 600 jobs that will have a significant impact uh, and flow on effect for our local economy so we will be working um, with those workers and we'll try and support them wherever we can uh You know, the Churchill Abattoir closed down a couple of years ago and there was close to 400 job losses there. And we were able to find each and every one of those workers uh, a job. So that's what I'm hoping we can do with these uh, with these people. And I just want to uh, give them a shout out and um, let them know they're not on their own.
0: Community opposition appears to be ramping up against the proposed waste to energy plant. This week, all four local MPs, including yourself, have come out firmly against it, saying there's no support for the proposal. What brought you to this decision?
1: Alan, uh, you know, we had a look at the proposal. Ramondas, uh, to their credit, have done a good job of managing the landfill uh, up there. Uh, You know, particularly, you know, they've never really been a nuisance for the area. Um, And they do have this proposal that they were very excited about. But look, If it was built here, it would be two and a half kilometres from the nearest residence. It's too close. You know, over the years, we've taken, you know, Ipswich, we've taken our fair share of the state's waste, particularly in southeast Queensland. And it's time for someone else to, you know, to uh, take their share.
0: In other announcements this week, a new or a number of new electric vehicle charging stations are coming our way in Ipswich. Do you know where they'll be?
1: Well, uh, we're getting one at the Ipswich City Council at Fifty Six South Street, uh, and we're very excited about it. Actually, I know that uh, James Long at Pumpyard uh, on the corner of South and Allenborough Street has a couple of electric chargers there, uh, and we're seeing an increasing number of electric cars getting around town. So, uh, very excited to see this uh, this facility uh, be available to electric car owners in Ipswich
0: well as more and more people get them they're they're going to be needed it's a bit of a bit of a a chicken in the egg syndrome with electric vehicles
1: it really is it's it's, that's exactly right people are people are very keen for the technology but they just want to know how it's going to be supported and um, this is a good start
0: well moving on to the final session of parliament we'll just pick a few of the highlights from this week wage theft is now a crime what does this mean in practical terms
1: well, what it means is that it's now a crime for people to be underpaying uh, their employees, and it's estimated that 437,000 Queenslanders uh, have likely been the victims of wage theft. That is a, an exceptional number, and it's something that, you know, I mean, we all know that if a worker gets caught with their hand in the tool, they are charged. Uh, so now it's only fair that if an employer is caught taking money from you know, from your pocket, they get charged too.
0: A very significant bill was passed this week. The Torres Strait Islander traditional child rearing practice bill is now law.
1: It was exceptional. It was wonderful. Uh, you know, very moving uh, time for particularly for Cynthia Louie, the member for Cook. Uh, who is the first ever Torres Strait Island woman person <laughs> to be elected to the state parliament? And this is something very close to her heart. It was lovely to see all the um, Torres Strait Islanders milling about Parliament. The Premier hosted a beautiful morning tea for them, uh, where we could celebrate. And it's yeah, it's you know this is this is an example of really how we've bridged the gap between traditional law and Western law for caregivers and you know it's it's something to recognize cultural child-rearing practices it's really a significant it's a significant step forward
0: new technology and tougher laws have been introduced to crack down on hoons i think uh, the average punter will welcome this with open arms because it it appears to be you know the top 5 complaints from neighborhoods
1: oh yes what, what's yes.
0: what's going to roll out
1: yeah so uh, the technology is going to be high-tech cameras which include an expanded fleet of drones to crack down on the hoon so one of the things that we found is that it's it's often hard to prove uh, a lot of times the owner will claim that they weren't driving the vehicle at the time of the offence and uh, now it's sort of basically with these with this technology we'll be able to uh, put the onus of proof back onto the vehicle owner
0: well, let's finish up with a little bit of good news for craft brewers who seem to have been squeezed out of mainstream bottle shops because they're stocking all the, uh, the major brands. So there's been legislation introduced to allow craft brewers and distillers to sell their goods and wares in local corner stores.
1: Yes, it's very exciting. Uh, It means that uh, Queensland craft brewers and distillers can potentially apply for a new licence to sell their own products under these amendments uh, to the Liquor Act, which we introduced this week, as you say. It means that the proposed licence update will give brewers a licence that's tailored specifically to them. And it also helps promote our Queensland-made artisan products. And it'll increase market access, and it contributes to the growth of these industries like they're manufacturers, and they've been doing a fantastic job, and we've all uh, we've all enjoyed the rewards of their of their great work, and uh, I'm really really excited to see this legislation introduced.
0: Well, it's certainly a, a burgeoning industry, the craft brewers. It's not that it, long it, ago we didn't know what a craft brewer was.
1: No, exactly, and it's not just beer. You no, know, we've we've got a we've got a distilleries as well um, that are, are really really. Uh, You know, I think we've got one just outside of Ipswich. Uh, The name escapes me at the moment, unfortunately. They distill gin. Absolutely um, a lovely, lovely gin. So, you know, and these distillers also stepped up. Uh, You may recall a few months ago when we had a terrible uh, shortage of hand sanitizer, and a lot of local businesses turned to these distillers who helped provide them with um, hand sanitizer, and that was, you know, it was a big help and it's just an example of how you know, how these communities can work together and how we really need to support our manufacturing.
0: Now that you've mentioned that, uh, Jennifer Howard, it reminds me of the word of the year in my mind, and the word is pivot. So the distillers yes. were able to pivot to hand it's, sanitizers.
1: No, it's a, it's a yes. great one. I might use that. It's a terrific. <laughs> and it is. It's what we're seeing. You know, I call it innovation as well, but it's, it's just a, it just shows that you know, we can do it and that when the need arises people step up
0: well that's a good news item to uh to finish up with today jennifer howard thanks again for talking with ipswich today
1: my pleasure thank you
0: in the next podcast take a trip down memory lane with a look back at ipswich drive-in movie theaters and the city is set for an outdoor movie revival with a planned twin screen drive-in at north ipswich ipswich today is supported by kinetics people-powered web hosting trusted by australian businesses since 1999 you can subscribe for free and share this podcast from your favorite app including iHeartRadio, or play ipswich today from your smart speaker suggestions are welcome for future interviews and topics just go to the ipswich today website or facebook page and leave a message Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.